present period, Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Grazia Domini nostri, Jesu Christi et Caritas Dei, et communicatio Sancti Spiritus, sit com amibus hobis. Once more have pity on us, 
Tread down our faults to the bottom of the sea. Throw all, throw all our sins. Grant Jacob your faithfulness and Abraham your mercy as you swore to our fathers from the days of long ago. The word of the Lord. The response to the psalm is, The Lord is compassion and love. The Lord is compassion and love. My soul give thanks to the Lord, or my being bless his holy name. My soul give thanks to the Lord, and never forget all his blessings. The Lord is compassion and love. It is he who forgives all your guilt, who heals every one of your ills, who redeems your life from the grave, who crowns you with love and compassion. The Lord is compassion and love. His wrath will come to an end. He will not be angry forever. He does not treat us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our faults. The Lord is compassion and love. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so strong is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our sins. The Lord is his compassion and Come to me. So the father divided the property between them. 
A few days later, the youngest son got everything together he had and put left for a distant country where he squandered his money on a life of debauchery. When he had spent it all, that country experienced a severe famine, and now he began to feel the pinch. So he hired himself out to one of the local inhabitants who put him on his farm to feed the pigs. And he would willingly have filled his belly with the husks the pigs were eating, but no one offered him anything. Then he came to his senses and said, How many of my father's paid servants have more food than they want, and here am I dying of hunger? I will leave this place and go to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. Treat me as one of your paid servants. So he left the place and went back to his father. While he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was moved with pity. He ran to the boy, clasped him in his arms and kissed him tenderly. Then his son said, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring out the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the calf we have been fattening and kill it. We are going to have a feast, a celebration, because this son of mine was dead and has come back to life. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Now the elder son was out in the fields, and on his way back, as he drew near the house, he could hear music and dancing. Calling one of the servants, he asked what it was all about. Your brother has come, replied the servant, and your father has killed the calf we had fattened because he had got him back safe and sound. He was angry then and refused to go in, and his father came out to plead with him. But he answered his father, Look, all these years I have slaved for you and never once disobeyed your orders. Yet you never offered me so much as a kid for me to celebrate with my friends. But for this son of yours, when he comes back after swallowing up your property, he and his women, you kill the calf we have been fattening. The father said, My son, you are with me always, and all I have is yours. But it was only right we should celebrate and rejoice, because your brother here was dead and has come to life. He was lost and is found. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. <coughs> we have something of a contrast between yesterday's Gospel and that of today. Yesterday we had the parable of the wicked tenants. We were told that the landowner will bring those wretches to a wretched end and leave those, lease the vineyards to other tenants. A wretched end. And today we have what we might call, rather than the traditional title of the prodigal son, the parable of the wicked son. The son who wishes his father dead, takes off the money, the inheritance, that's what that part means. But then, when he begets, becomes desperate, then he thinks, actually, maybe I could go back home. It's not much hint there of real repentance, actually. It's more, I'm hungry, I'm stuck with these pigs, people back home have got food to eat. But it's the father's action that does seem to move him to real repentance. The same words, but 
He doesn't, in the second part, offer to be treated as one of the paid servants. He realises that his place is, of course, with the Father as the Son. And this is an important message for us. It gives us a more rounded picture, in fact, of the nature of God than we get by having just one of these parables. Yesterday's parable, the wicked tenants, we have the judgment side of God, and that is an important part of the nature of God, of course. But today we have the loving, forgiving side of God. We might ask, well, what's the difference? Why weren't those wicked tenants yesterday forgiven for killing all the different messengers that came to them and finding out the sun? Well, the big difference is that repentance. There is no indication in that parable of any form of repentance from those wicked tenants. The wicked son, however, sees where he's gone wrong. He goes back to the father and says, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. And the father recognises the sincerity of that repentance and brings him back into the fold. And so too for us, all Christians, when we go astray, when we are, if you like, the wicked son, nonetheless, with our repentance, we are brought back into the fold or back into the family, where there is then that rejoicing, the music and dancing, which is in heaven over one sinner that repents. <clears throat>